Welcome to the UP Tech Talk podcast, coming to you from the Academic Multimedia Studio on the University of Portland campus, produced by Academic Technology Services. Welcome to the UP Tech Talk podcast. Today we're going to talk about the upcoming third annual Kate Regan Short Film Festival, which is happening on March 29th, 31st, 31st, March 31st. So that's this, uh, a week from Thursday. And this is a, uh, a new tradition that we have at UP and it's an international film festival where any faculty or students are able to create short films and enter them, uh, to be shown in like a public film festival style and in screening. And they're competing for, um, you know, both glory and cash money. Uh, cash prizes, right, Maria? Mostly glory this year, but, there, <laughs> but yes, there are some cash prizes involved. Yeah, so this is a really fun uh, thing that really I think does a nice job of bringing some of the community together and uh, showcasing some of the people's different artistic skills. And mm-hmm. um, But today we wanted to do a little bit of a, a dive or a deep dive into some of the tech that it takes to run something like this. Because it, even though it is sort of... Um, an artsy kind of undertaking to put on a film festival. There's just so much technology that happens on the back end. And we wanted to talk a little bit about that today. So Maria, can you start by telling me a little bit about the uh, humble origins of the technology behind the film festival? Because as I understand it, it was um, a little bit more low tech the first year. Yeah, it was, it was so low tech. It was no tech the first year. <laughs> um, we had a poster. So that happened. It was, it was a really good poster, mm-hmm. but it was who, basically a fire around who campus. Who designed the poster? Well, that was our beloved reindeer who we had with us at the <laughs> time and is now off on other uh, ventures. But yeah, um, a student working for us designed the poster mm-hmm. and it was a really beautiful poster. We put it up all around campus. That was really the only advertisement we had for, for the film festival. And as I mentioned, fortunately, we had uh, Dr. Vale Fletcher's Many, many communication students attending mm-hmm. for the five for the five uh, films that were in the festival that year. There were there was no um, length limit. There were very few, if any, kinds of rules or any stipulations around it. It was just get it off the ground that first year, which of course um, the late great Kate Regan did, mm-hmm. just to get it established. And then last year we really focused on okay, now that we have this thing that's a part of our community. How can we really build this into a, a real film festival? And that's what we focused on last year. So that's when we brought on board the media space channels for submissions. And I know mm-hmm. we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but the website became a thing. We mm-hmm. had more communications to the community via postcards and flyers and a lot of uh, promo leading up to the event. And that right. was just last year. And this year we tried to build on that even more. Gotcha. So the first year it was really just asking people to put their videos up on YouTube and then we provided a poster for advertisement and, uh, and, and a, lo- a venue to screen them. And I think there was some sort of food involved, although I think <laughs> well, that it never was... <laughs> of course, that never hurts. I think it was, again, pretty low mm-hmm. on the scale there. Um, so yeah. really then the second year, you amped it up quite a bit. So we had an entire website dedicated to the film festival that provided all sorts of information and allowed people to register um, and even to have instructions and sort of a process for 
submitting it. So it really became a lot more of an organized kind of entity the second year, it sounds like. Yes, we formalized the process in every and way, really. It sounds like WordPress was a very instrumental technology in allowing you to kind of take the film festival itself to the next level. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Totally. We rely on, of course, as you know, WordPress here for many things. But in the uh, case of the film festival, WordPress is our is our website. Mm-hmm. We use the subscription feature so that we can um, ask people to subscribe to mm-hmm. the website. They get all the latest blog posts and can keep up to date on information. We also use a plugin called Event Espresso, which allows us to uh, have people register for the event and we can communicate with all of our <coughs> registrants mm-hmm. that way. We also know who has registered, the title of their film, the category they're uh, registering in, that kind of thing. Yeah. We have this year. We also added an Instagram plugin, so now we can uh, um, yes. kind of promo the films that way with some really nice visuals, which actually April McCann has been making for us this year, <laughs> very Excellent. nicely. Well, so I, yeah, WordPress does a lot for us. Yeah, um, something that strikes me about WordPress when I work with it um, with different people in the community here is just how incredibly versatile and how powerful a platform it, it is for web publishing. Um, you know, it can have everything from a website for a film festival to like a small team site that does notifications and a message board for a small team, which I helped uh, set up the other day for the library, uh, to like a landing page for that's um, essentially an advertisement and a class project for um, MBA students. Um, so it's a really, really incredibly powerful web pu- uh, publishing platform. And the one thing you had mentioned was a couple of plugins, mm-hmm. which um, are available to kind of extend the functionality of WordPress into different areas. So some of the really cool ones are um, the subscribe to uh, plugin, which, as you had mentioned, lets people subscribe to your website or your blogs that they can keep up to date with the things that you're posting. And the event um, espresso plugin, which is a really, really powerful tool to allow people to register for your event. So we can make sure that, um, you know, we know who's registering for the film festival. We can collect any information that we need to ahead of time and kind of funnel them into the proper areas for their submission and things like that. So definitely an awesome tool for people to keep in mind if they need to have any kind of web presence. Right. And these things really scale, which is great about it. I mean, just managing the, say, 30 uh, participants we have this year, you know, as we build this festival out in the future and we can expect maybe to double the number of participants next year, trying to manage mailing list even of 60 people or just mailing communications to all those people would be so difficult mm-hmm. without uh, all that the plugin does for us. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to have those things in place. Cool. Well, I think that's kind of a neat kind of look behind uh, part of the process. Mm-hmm. And I know um, the other thing is just all this video content, right? How do we manage that? How do we take in submissions? How do we categorize them? How do we get them in front of the judge's eyes, but not the general public's eyes? Right. And, and then how do we actually screen them, right? So Yeah. And, of course, all of that we use media space for. Right. And, you know, of course, we, we do take a lot of flack from time to time from people about, why can't we use just YouTube? Because that's what we're <laughs> used to using. And that's mm-hmm. what everybody uses. And, and you know, it's easy to be sympathetic at at the beginning. But, of course, when on our end of things, when we have to do what we have to do, which is, you know, maintain um, privacy a lot of times or at least uh, access to the to the right. content and also to be able to call these things up when we 
need to find them. Um, <laughs> and we also can't rely on having this content out in third party channels where anything can happen to it. I mean, you just, you have right. no idea whether it will be there one day or the next half the time. So we have to have uh, a measure of control over it. And that's what MediaSpace allows us to do. So mm-hmm. in this case, we set up a channel for the uh, participants to be able to upload their videos to. And once the submissions were received in that channel, then I could, you know, screen them over and make sure that um, and clip them out if I needed to where they had mm-hmm. any identify, uh, identifying markers in them, such as, a, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times um, the director will accidentally put their name on it. Or <laughs> accidentally <laughs> or on purpose. <laughs> or, or, you know, or just forget or just right. maybe not read the fine print in all of our submission sure. guidelines. So I'll have to clip those things out so that the judges, we can maintain our truly blind judging policy. Mm-hmm. There are no identifying marks in the films. So when the judges see them, they don't know who made them. There's nothing that ever goes to the judges that uh, indicates one way or another who was behind the film. And now do you just clip that out in media space? I do. I do everything from the front end of media space, okay. which is a really nice interface to work with. Mm-hmm. So again, it allows us to to get the functionality that we need. On the judge's end of things, once once the all the submissions have <clears throat> been received and appropriately clipped if needed, the judges have access to this channel nobody else does, which is called the judging channel. <laughs> and then they get to go in there, view these submissions, and... Um, well, actually, and they're just streaming them. Correct. They don't need to worry about downloading. That's right. They large don't have to download anything, anything mm-hmm. which is so great. They can view from any device. They can look at things on their phone or their iPad if they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just find that that's such an easy process. Trying to manage um, physical media, which is what people had to do in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And even today, a lot of uh, film festivals require you to drop off a DVD, right? And that that's mailed out to a judge. But in our case, everything is uh, is placed in media space, so judges can access it anywhere, at any time, and on any device. Yeah. You know, just to take sort of a tangent, but I I wonder how much um, like the larger kind of like Hollywood world is going to move in that direction for film festivals and things like that, because I know like critics get advanced DVD screeners mm-hmm. in the mail, yeah. and um, you know I know like my uncle used to have access to the Oscar screeners because wow. he was in like the acting guild or something. Um, and so he'd just, like, send them to us. <laughs> oh, wow. And I know that there's been problems with, like, seasons of Game of Thrones, like, leaking early and things <laughs> like that to the point where they're, like, not even sending these screeners out anymore. So I wonder if um, the larger sort of Hollywood world is going to move into sort of a more streaming kind of world where they can lock things down a little bit better and control access a little bit better and also kind of eliminate some of that distribution challenge that they have yeah. with the physical media. Yeah, it seems a likely scenario to yeah. me, you know. All right. Well, sorry for the tangent there. Oh, no. So you were saying um, sort of your process of using the, the channels in media space right. to, to get the videos in front of the right eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other the other piece of tech that we use, which I actually didn't have on my little tech list, is Google Docs. And right. that's where all the judges' scorecards are. So mm-hmm. once uh, the submission channel had been completed, I could send out a link to the channel to the judges. And then the other link that I sent them was to a file in Google Docs with the score. There's a scorecard for each entry in the film festival. Again, it's total. it's totally blind process. So there's no no way to identify which judge has which card. Hmm. Um, they fill them out independently. Nobody else sees them except for me when I tally them. 
but uh, there's no way for each judge to tell who did what or who submitted what or for anybody else to to identify that either. So again, Google Docs allowed us to uh, supply those 33 or whatever it was uh, mm-hmm. cards. The judges fill them out online again from anywhere. 33 from, times, like five well, judges, there's, right? Well, there's three this three year. Judges. There were five okay. last year, but there's three this year. Um, yeah, so it's like 100 scorecards. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best in show scorecard, again, the judges can do this anywhere from any device. So Google Docs allows us to do that. And again, without these kinds of things, you'd be talking about mountains of paper. Um, it's just... It's just a process that once you set it up, it really makes a lot of sense and it's easy to manage and it scales. Exactly. I think the scalability is a great point as well. Huge. Great. And uh, I think it's one more shout out I would do is uh, you talked a little bit about in the first season you had a poster that was designed. And then I know last year and this year you're really ramping up some of the um, advertising and some of the um, marketing that you're doing for the film festival. And I know you're... um, taking advantage of a resource that we have here, which is our, our student-run um, design and multimedia production studio on the Bluff Studios, correct? Absolutely. We absolutely rely on our <laughs> On the Bluff Studio team of talented members for um, a lot of the promo materials that we have mm-hmm. going into the festival. In fact, right behind me right now, <laughs> our own April McCann is designing the program brochure. That's right. For for the film festival itself, and she's done a wonderful job. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got Brie Garcia has been doing a lot of the um, montages this year. She put right. them together last Just year, Just editing too. video together. Yeah, mm-hmm. mashups. And um, as you know, heading into the event, your role as, <laughs> as the master blaster behind the scenes all of the media heading into that is is a big deal. There's a lot of it. We, we do need... Um, downloads of the films that will be the uh, will be screened in their entirety so those are the ones that win in every category and the best in shows so we'll be showing them in their entirety we have the 48 hour filmathon film we've got some other surprises mm-hmm. in addition to having montages from every category um, that's going to be in the yeah. award ceremony so we've got a lot of media that that needs to be have its sound quality <laughs> up right up to par. The visuals have to be really high quality. Uh, there's a lot of editing that goes into all of these things. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah, and I just wanted to give On the Bluff a little shout-out because um, I know they do really great work, and yeah. uh, not a lot of people know about them yet because they are pretty new, but they can be a really a, a kind of a lifesaver in putting together some of this media and uh, faculty can ask for their assistance in various multimedia and uh, promotional type of projects. Yeah, well, I think once they see the the great graphics that we have going into the festival on screen and in print, mm-hmm. um, that's really better than words can <laughs> can do for for promo. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, Maria. Well, I think we'll wrap up there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thanks for giving us a little bit of an insight behind your process this year. And thanks for all the incredible and hard work that you've done putting this film festival on. Um, I had the opportunity to kind of help out with it a little bit last year, and I'm going to do that again this year. And I'm just really excited to get to take part in such an awesome event on our campus. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the UP Tech Talk podcast. We post new episodes on Friday mornings. 
If you want to hear more, please subscribe through iTunes or check out the Tech Talk blog at techtalk.up.edu. Thank you.